0: Good day, ladies. Uh, Thanks for listening. This is Dr. Fiona Lovely, and this is Not Your Mother's Menopause Podcast, Making Hormones Make Sense. And as I've spent the week thinking about what I'd like to discuss with you today, I thought it was um, time we go back to some of the real basics here about uh, the number, probably the top, three things I see women frustrated about in uh, my practice, the things that they're often asking me about. And uh, probably number one is weight gain or balance in weight, especially during perimenopause. So I thought I'd take some time today to just give you some information first about some potential causative factors in why you may be struggling with weight uh, in a different way or maybe you've never struggled with weight now you are um, maybe you're losing weight maybe you're putting on weight and you're not sure why so let's go there let's talk about some of those um, some of those likely causes and then at the end here I'll give you a couple of things that you can do right now that can help you gain some balance there so first thing that we want to talk about is you know hormone out of whack? Are your hormones, are your female hormones in particular, that's estrogen, progesterone, are they uh, in an appropriate ratio? It turns out there needs to be a whole lot more progesterone on board than there does estrogen. But because of the nature of our environment, um, the, the body products and skin hair products that we use, uh, the supplements we take, the pharmaceuticals that we take, oftentimes we're Opposite. We're estrogen-dominant. And estrogen will cause fat deposition. So really basic to have your hormones tested, estrogen to progesterone ratio with saliva testing, which I feel is the gold standard for looking at female hormones. Certainly, thyroid can play a role in what's happening with your uh metabolism in particular. Um, Hypothyroidism or under-functioning thyroid can be a a reason why you're putting on extra weight. Chances are you have other symptomatology that goes along with that. I did an earlier podcast uh, on thyroid 101. So if you're unsure about that, go back and listen to that podcast. There should be some information in there for you. you know, adrenal stress. I've talked about stress time and time again. I will continue to talk about it. It is the number one factor in why it is that so many of us men and women are having not only hormonal issues, but also. Um, Major diseases like cancer and diabetes and heart disease uh, all have stress as the major factor. And, you know, of course, the beautiful thing about that bit of knowledge is, yeah, that sucks, but stress is something we can do something about. We can't get rid of it necessarily, but we can manage our stress levels better or learn to handle those stressors when they do come around because they will that's just the nature of uh, the lives that we live um, but being able to handle it so anyways when your adrenal glands which are walnut shaped glands atop your kidneys their job is to, the fight or flight response so when they are constantly being called to provide the hormonal and neurotransmitter cascade of stress they run out of resources and when they do your one of the things that can happen is blood sugar really starts to go out of whack. And any time there is either blood sugar or insulin surges, your body is in a feast or famine mode. So chances are uh, food is being prepared as fuel and put aside as fuel, that's fat cells, um, because your body is preparing itself for continued war. You really need to look at stress as, as a war scenario inside your body. Hopefully that helps you detach and be able to manage it better. So while we're talking about blood sugar and insulin surges, um, the way you eat your food uh, really makes a difference. It turns out that blood sugar and insulin surges aren't just for people that have diabetes or are insulin resistant, but essentially for all of us because we're constantly asking the machine to be stressed, stress, stress all the time. We need to feed the machine far more frequently and far more higher quality food, which I'll talk about. Here at uh, towards the end of the podcast, what that means when I say that. So, making sure uh, also that you are free from food allergies. Food allergies can appear at any time. There's Lots of different things that can cause a food allergy to appear almost as if from nowhere. Um, I was 40 when mine appeared, and um, I'm still not 100% sure where it came from. I'm about 85% sure, but there's sort of new things that sort of pop into my awareness all the time and make me go, oh, I wonder if that was part of it. Um, so making sure that you are free from uh, food allergies means that you can store your Food. Use your food as fuel, and whatever you don't use, gets stored appropriately and used appropriately from storage, which is fat cells in the body. So, um, food allergies, of course, can be tested a few different ways, uh, and talk to your natural health care provider. Uh, but about how that can be done for you. Uh, Another thing you can do is an elimination diet. If you don't have the resources to have uh, a food allergies test done, then you can uh, research an elimination diet um, on the Internet. You'll be able to find good information there. And I think that provides a pretty good insight into what your body does when you eat certain foods. So uh, the last thing I want to say here about sort of physical causations is that when you're in the fourth, uh, third or fourth phase of perimenopause, the average weight gain for women is 9 to 12 pounds, okay? So depending on how much you weighed before menopause, you may not even notice that weight, or if you do, you're going, where the heck is this coming from? I'm exercising like a maniac, um, Insert commentary here about uh, how that can be adrenally stressful. And there are good ways to exercise for a proper hormonal function. And there will be an upcoming podcast on that very subject. Um, But looking at it and saying, okay, I haven't changed anything. Why am I gaining weight? Well, it turns out at the same time during that fourth phase of perimenopause, we also lose bone density, all of us. So I uh, sort of um, suppose that I think what's happening is that's one of the ways your body helps to keep uh, your physical structure strong is by putting on a little extra fat means that's extra... Uh, weight for your bones to carry around. When that happens, they need your bones need to be stronger. There's greater density, so it's sort of the 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 trade off we have. We lose bone during that time because that's really when estrogen starts to um, really waver up and down, high levels, low levels, and dropping more and and lower and lower. And of course, that what will happen is you'll start to lose bone there. But I think the extra weight actually helps with that. So um, you know, we make it such an emotional thing. We make it such a, a, um, uh, well, I'm failing. I'm a failure. I can't keep my mouth shut. We make it about willpower. We make it about a whole lot of other things. But the reality is it may just be a physiological reason why um, uh, that we have that extra weight is to keep our our bones healthier in that time. And bone health is no joke. Um, it's, It's difficult to get bones rebuilt once they're osteopenic and osteoporotic. So the best thing to do is just make sure you're doing good healthy bone things now. Okay, so while I was talking about um, the physical causations, you know, I mentioned that we make it an emotional thing. Food is an emotional thing. And, you know, that's one of the things you need to check in here is because so many of us experience the transition emotionally of perimenopause, uh, do we need to, are, are, are we, are we seeking pleasure in food during that time? Because it's a real scary time. There's lots of unrest. There's lots of anger. I mean, you're like an angsty teenager, except you have all the, the benefits of and responsibilities of being an adult and probably being a parent and probably being a partner or a, an employee or a daughter or a sister or, or auntie or whatever. So um, really look at that and saying, what, are you using food for pleasure? And if you are, really dive deep, sister, into the self-care stuff that we talked about a few podcasts back. I believe I did three in a series about self-care. If you haven't heard those, please go back and listen. Um, and they'll give you some tools that you can do. You know, a lot of us eat our misery away. And when we're doing that, we're not choosing to eat apples and celery. We're eating the crap that isn't good for us. And, um, you know, we can't all be perfect all the time, but if if you're turning to these foods more and more, then that's a pretty good chance that's where your weight gain is coming from. So really get that pleasure from assessing in your life how you want to feel every day. When you figure out how you want to feel every day, it's real easy to make decisions about What's your next step? How to na- navigate relationships and situations uh, that will come up? It, again, just return to those feelings. Do, is, this, is this how I want to feel? So, again, food can be a real easy place for us to get pleasure, but you need to make sure that we're getting pleasure from other places in life too and that we're doing the necessary self-care steps. Okay, so three things that you can do right now to help with balance, with weight, weight, with weight, with your body, with food. Uh, Number one, Michael Pollan says it best, eat food, not too much, mostly plants. I think that's pretty solid advice, although I would say that we do need to have protein three times a day in order to have proper function of our thyroid and adrenal glands. So um, that's meat, eggs, dairy, as long as you don't have a dairy allergy. Uh, and and eat that uh, with your plants. And uh, number two tip I have for you is eat plenty of healthy fats daily. Not only are fats good for your brain, in fact, they make up the wrappers around our uh, nerves. So our nerves can work a lot better. Our neurons can fire much faster when we've got good healthy fats on board. That means fish, avocado, coconut oil, Good, healthy, cold-pressed, organic, extra virgin olive oil, uh, seeds, nuts, etc. All of those things are good, healthy source of fat. But also it helps you feel satisfied and the fat in your diet keeps you feeling fuller longer. And finally, eat smaller, more frequent meals. As I said, blood sugar has become a real issue, and we're seeing the the fallout of of, uh, hypoglycemia and periods of hyperglycemia um, really, really... um, Frequently, In fact, last night, my husband and I went out grocery shopping. And even though it was about 10 o'clock at night, I said to him, I said, you want to go get a Starbucks? So we did, went and got ourselves a Starbucks and it was delicious. And even though I ordered mine half sweet, I was a loopy freak show for about two hours after that. So it it's a reminder sometimes that when you have something super sugary, uh, it can make you really out of balance. And actually, he was out of sorts too. So, you know, um, and we love our Starbucks, so nothing nothing bad about them, but, um, you know, it's just really one of those things where you you want to make sure that you're, if you're going to do that, eat a sugary treat after you've had um, uh, a good meal of of healthy fats and plants and protein because then your body can burn that sugar far better than if you're just having a, a sugary snack. Eating smaller, more frequent meals, become a grazer, uh, some kind of food every three, three and a half hours throughout the day as you're awake uh, really helps to balance out brain function, helps you keep keep you feeling fuller uh, throughout the day so you're not inclined to eat gigantic meals when you do sit down, and um, helps with adrenal stress, helps us sleep better at night, makes us, gives us better mood. I mean, there's just so many reasons why you should do that, so uh, real easy to do. As always, you can continue this conversation with me anytime. Send me an email, Dr. Lovely at drlovely.expert. That's D R L O V E L Y uh, at, at drlovely.expert. And you can also find me on Facebook. You can find our podcast on Facebook, Not Your Mother's Menopause Making Hormones Make Sense podcast, Facebook page. Please go there. You can leave me a message anytime. Thank you for listening. If you have or suspect that you have a medical problem, promptly contact your healthcare provider. No information offered here should be interpreted as a diagnosis of any disease, nor an attempt to treat or prevent or cure any disease or condition. As with any new advice or program, you should always contact your healthcare provider prior to starting anything new. Thank you. Not all bread is created equal, and if you like yours soft, fluffy, moist, and delicious, then Hero Bread and Buns should be your first choice. But Hero Bread isn't just about taste and texture. It's high in fiber with ultra low net carbs with zero grams of sugar. Order today at Hero.co and use the code AH10 to get 10% off your first purchase. That's AH10 at Hero.co, H-E-R-O.co for 10% off your first purchase.